Today on episode number 607, we have a cool because of my podcast story. We've got Chris and Steven from Is This Adulting? These two guys are changing lives. We have a new way for you to listen to the School of Podcasting and Anchor.fm. Well, it makes me pop a cork. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I'm your award-winning personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, welcome aboard. Here's what I do. I bring my 20 plus years of helping you understand technology and I help you massage your message. I help you tackle the technology, face your fears, flatten that learning curve and get you on the road to pain-free podcasting. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code listener and that will save you on either a monthly or yearly subscription. And I know you might be saying, Dave, I don't even know you. Why are you asking for the sale? Well, after you listen to today's episode, you might want to actually start a podcast and now you don't have to listen to the whole thing. I got it right here at the beginning. And speaking of the beginning, I always like to start off the show with what I call a because of my podcast story. And if we, because we're Americans, we don't like things with more than three words. We could call it a bump. B-O-M-P, because of my podcast. It's a bop story. And this is simply you answering the question, because of my podcast, blank. Something happened that normally wouldn't have happened, but it did because I have a podcast. And today we're going to hear from Randall Black from RandallBlackShow.com, as well as WV Ed Chat Recap. That stands for West Virginia Education Chat Recap. Take it away, Randall. Hey, Dave, this is uh, Randall Black of the Randall Black Show. And the West Virginia Ed Chat recap. Because of, of starting the Randall Black Show, I've been able to make connections with a lot of people uh, in education that I typically wouldn't have been able to. You know, I am an educator. I'm a technology specialist uh, in the field of education. So I have a lot of contacts out there. But because of my podcast, I've been able to connect with some great people uh, like Dr. Randall Sampson uh, from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, who came on and spoke about his book, Welcome to the Grind, and the things he's doing with his organization, Liberty Leadership Development. I've been able to connect with Jeff Bradbury, who I'm fairly sure you know. Uh, Jeff is the founder of the TeacherCast Educational Broadcasting Network, and he came on and we talked about podcasting and education. And then I've also been able to connect with Jamie Cassup, who is the Chief Education Evangelist for Google, who will be speaking with me here shortly so that we can discuss some things uh, related to how education is working today. So because of my podcast, I've been able to reach out and connect with a lot of people that I typically wouldn't have had the ability to uh, living in West Virginia. So my podcast has helped me to build what we call our, uh, our PLN, our professional learning network. Randall, thank you so much for sending that in. I've said it before. People may not give you the time of day. You know, if if I met somebody in an airport, I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's you, Mr. Famous person. Can I have like five minutes just to talk to you? They'd be like, get out of my way, kid. But if I say, hey, uh, Mr. Famous person, uh, here's my business card. Would you like to be on my podcast? There's a really good chance they might say yes. And you might be asking yourself, but where can I meet famous people that I would want to interview? Well, let me tell you about podcast movement. How's that for a transition? July 23rd through the 26th in Philadelphia, PA. Next week, I'm going to be interviewing Glenn the Geek Hebert from HorseRadioNetwork.com. Do you know where I met Glenn the Geek Hebert? Who's brought so much awesome content to this show. That's right. 
podcast movement. Happen to be at the right place at the right time. Why? Because there's over 2,000 podcasters from around the world in Philadelphia for three days doing workshops, doing panels and parties. The parties are the bomb as well. The conference is going to have over 100 sessions. So if you're not sure if there's going to be anything there for you, uh, yeah, there is. Because it's everything from the technical aspects of setting up your equipment, the audio production, the marketing, the monetization, all that fun stuff for your your show that you currently have or a future show. If you're a brand new podcaster, if you're a seasoned veteran, if you're a, a big shot smarty pants, everything is there for you at Podcast Movement. There's actually going to have 60 60 podcast services and equipment providers. I'm going to be there at the Libsyn booth. Stop by and say hi. And so if you're in the market for a microphone or you're trying to figure out what host or any of that kind of technical stuff, there's going to be tons of vendors there that you can talk to face to face. And you actually get to see what vendors are actually in the space. To me, that makes a huge deal, especially when you can look at your vendor in the face. What's even better, use the coupon code SOP. Go over to podcastmovement.com and that will get you $50 off any level of registration. Again, July 23rd through the 26th, Philadelphia PA Podcast Movement. Go to podcastmovement.com. Use the coupon code SOP. Thank you, Podcast Movement, for sponsoring the School of Podcasting. Coming up later in the show, I interview Stephen and Chris from Is This Adulting? It's amazing what these guys are doing with their show. Here's just a quick clip of what's coming up. And so it's it's incredible to see these people who are legitimately moved by me just telling them, I know what it's like. I've I've been to this place. You're not alone. Three very, very powerful words. You're not alone. Right now, I'm not alone. Let me bring her on the show. Alexa. Enable School of Podcasting. Okay, here's School of Podcasting. Welcome. You can listen to all the episodes of School of Podcasting, learn to plan, start, and grow your podcast, including new episodes, as they are released. For now, you'll start with the most recent episode, but you can change by skipping forward or backward. You can even say how many episodes you'd like to skip. The newest episode is, Should I Talk About My Personal Life? Would you like to listen to it? Yes. Here's Should I Talk About My Personal Life. Today on episode number 606, I found a new tool to help you record interview. Tell School of Podcasting to go back five episodes. You skipped backward five episodes. Be a guest. Book a guest. Andrew Whaleman of podcastguests.com. Would you like to listen to that? Yes. Here's Be a Guest. Book a guest. Andrew Ailman of podcastguests.com. Today on episode number 601, we're back with a regular Alexa. format and we are tell school of podcasting to fast forward four minutes. Skipping forward four minutes. A couple weeks ago, we heard from Emily Prokop from the story behind podcast. You can find that tell school of podcasting to rewind two minutes. Skipping backward two minutes. Joe does 10xtalk.com, does Genius Network, does a bunch of shows. Stop. Okay, come back anytime to listen to your podcast. You just have to say, Alexa, resume. Alexa, resume. Here's Be a Guest, Book a Guest, Andrew Ailman of podcastguests.com. 
Anyway, Joe's got a whole Alexa, program. Stop. Okay, come back anytime to listen to your podcast. You just have to say, Alexa, resume. That is pretty cool. And this is different than other companies. Now you can get on tunein.com. You can submit your show over there and people can find you there. And there are other companies that have an, uh, an Alexa skill. But what that is, it's like it's their one skill and everybody is in it. So it's like opening a room and having however many thousands of podcasts in that one app. This is your skill, your skill. So when you say you don't have to say enable podcast company B and then play the school of podcasting on company B, la, la, la. No, this is you ask for your show. That's the difference. Libsyn, by the way, L-I-B-S-Y-N dot com. Use the coupon code SOP free when you sign up and you will get a free month. And I know people are like, Dave, you're always pimping lips and stuff because you work for them. And that's why you think they're so great. And I go, no, no, no. I was a customer for 10 years. And because I think Lipson is the best, that's why I work for them. But if you want to find out how to get your own Alexa skill, go over and listen to the feed, which you should be listening to anyway. You got two Hall of Fame podcasters over there, Rob Walsh and Elsie Escobar. And they talk about getting your own Alexa skill and what you need to have in place before you can even start that process. And I'll put links to that out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 607. But in the meantime, all you got to say is Alexa, enable School of Podcasting. The first time I ran into Stephen and Chris from isthisadultingpod.com, the show is called Is This Adulting? And let me just read their description. It kind of is a cool description. It says, this is a podcast dedicated to breaking the stigma of mental illness through the lens of comedy. Right there, let you go, well, this isn't someone interviewing entrepreneurs about their business. Every two weeks, longtime best friends sit down to discuss their mental health struggles while engaging with their listeners through random topics of discussion, fun games, silly segments, interviewing guests, and being a resource for those seeking a safe place or a good laugh, whether they are discussing how to be supportive of your friends with mental illness or which fast food mascot is the most terrifying. Now, for the record, I'm voting Burger King on that. The big giant Burger King head thing, that's terrifying. Uh, it says they aim to relate their listeners. Uh, I'm sorry, they aim to relate to their listeners and be genuine in their effort to navigate adulthood. And so I'm again at Podfest in Florida and I actually went and listened to their show and their second episode, they're talking about if you had to recast Star Wars, who would you put? And Chris said he would put Maury Povich as Darth Vader because (laughs) Maury's always going around telling people who their father is. (laughs) And I found that uh, a kind of funny and, and be creative. And it just showed that this wasn't two guys in the basement arguing over who would win in a fight between the Hulk and Darth Vader. So I I went over, checked them out, and I just think there's a, a, they don't consider it this, but I think they're doing things that are courageous. And I've talked about this in the past. There's a thing when you really share things, like third date things, right out of the gate, it creates what I'm going to call accidental intimacy. Where people just walk in, you're like, whoa, I didn't realize we're talking about that. And that's kind of what these guys are about. Just like, hey, let's put everything out on the table and now let's have a discussion. So here's my discussion with Stephen and Chris from Is This Adulting? 
And I'll just, Stephen, I'll let you do what you do best when you introduce yourself to people at an event. So basically what I say, and I told you this at PodFest in Orlando, is I sit down at a table and I say, hey, you know, my name's Stephen Pappas. I'm the host of Is This Adulting? It's a show that tries to break the stigma on mental illness through genuine conversation and comedy. I have OCD, ADHD, PTSD, agoraphobia, (laughs) generalized panic disorder, generalized anxiety disorder, major depressive disorder, and I survived a suicide attempt in high school. And now it's all out on the table. So now we can have a good natural conversation. So as you might imagine, the first time I heard that, I was like, okay, that guy just said that like out loud. (laughs) What was the story behind starting the podcast? Well, one thing I will say is usually when I introduce people, I just say, hey, I'm Chris. (laughs) So (laughs) so, uh, I I usually give them a little bit more time to uh, have a heads up. You know, me and Steven have been uh, friends for a very long time. Uh, we started uh, becoming friends, you know, right before we, we went to college together and we ended up, you know, living together for the majority of our time together. And over the last about, I mean, what would you say, Stephen, like two, two and a half years in particular, it's yeah. particularly been difficult for us both for a wide variety of reasons. The way that we kind of like to describe it is Stephen is, um, the person that has struggled more consistently with mental health struggles throughout his life. I did not as much. And I was just a person that was a friend of someone who struggled and did the best I could to be supportive. But the reality is sometimes when you're trying to say the right thing and you don't know what to say, you say the wrong thing most of the time. And so for a long time, I was well-intentioned, but uh, ended up not being very supportive in the way I thought. And then I had my own traumatic things that kind of happened. And next thing you know, I'm struggling with uh, similar things that I've heard Stephen talk about for a long time. And we were both at the beginning of 2017, just trying to process and and move forward after some really, really rough um, couple months. And Stephen kind of came to me as a, another person that he knows that I love podcasting or, or I love podcasts as well. And he just said, hey, what do you think about doing one ourselves? And it really was, it was for other people, yes, but it was really more just trying to get ourselves out of our own head. Um, to some degree and just trying to, this started as more of a project just to, for self-help and then kind of moved into a thing where we realized that we're very fortunate about this, but it's helping other people too. And that's just been a really big benefit that was really, I mean, a somewhat selfish endeavor of just trying to uh, feel better and, uh, and have some fun in the midst of uh, dealing with a lot of stuff. And, and here's the fun thing. It's mental health. And then it's also a comedy. <laughs> um, and it's actually the thing when I first started listening to it, I was like, oh, no, here we go. It's mm-hmm. it's two guys doing the chit chat, talking about French toast recipes and what they had for breakfast. That is not the case here. What kind of planning goes into an episode? Christopher, that's your department, bud. Yeah, yeah that <laughs> is. So the whole idea behind our podcast is a motto that I'm starting to live by now. And that is just because I'm depressed does not mean I'm depressing. And that's something I've had to kind of tell myself for a while. And I know Stephen has too, to where the reality is usually depression doesn't work in a way that where you're only sad and stressed out every single second of the day. The reality is it's much more nuanced than that. I think that people often don't tell themselves that they're depressed because they're like, well, I'm still laughing. I'm still having fun. I'm still enjoying parts of my life. And, And that's like where it's deceptive. The reality is 
it's the back and forth. One minute you're fine, the next minute you don't feel like yourself anymore. And so that's how this kind of idea started. The number one thing we wanted to do was we knew that we did need to have some type of mental health check-in where every single week. And so it's a way to update each other as friends. And sometimes it's it's just kind of a relief to be able to get something off your chest and say it. And so we knew that was important in the structure. And then from there, we wanted people to know that our listener group, we kind of call the best friends. And the reason why is because usually only with your best friends are you able to, in the same conversation, go from something completely serious to two minutes later, you say, did you just fart? And then you'd laugh for a few minutes and then you talk about goofy things. And then somehow it changes right back into serious. Only with your closest friends can you usually do that. And we wanted to provide a space to where it could be both. We can be honest and talk about having a rough day, but we can also talk about how sometimes saying goofy things or talking about shows or talking about life and funny situations can help us get out of those tough times. So that's our basic structure. And that's why we do what we do. Well, it's working. I know I, I, we were talking before we hit record and I was listening, I think to episode number two and Stephen, you decided to name your mental illness, Karen. Is that, is that still what you refer to, to it as, or is that name stuck? We do, uh, in our, in our online support group, our Facebook group, Karen has kind of taken on a life of her own. Uh, it is, it is kind of this thing that all of our listeners can relate to and just personify their illnesses or their struggles through this way. And the funny thing is we've had three or four Karens join our group. <laughs> and so we've had to go back and every time one joins, cause we welcome every person that joins the group at this point, we welcome them and everyone jumps on and says, Hey, welcome to the group. Welcome to the family. But we make sure to tell the Karens specifically, by the way, if you hear somebody say like, I hate Karen that, you know what, that's not you. We're talking about illness. It's very early on in the series that we explained it. That, like the joke behind it is, you know, I think we all have met a Karen before that has worked in like HR or accounting. That's just a little bit too much. And so that's kind of how the joke came about um, as just this like fictitious character, because it's amazing how sometimes just giving it a name helps kind of lose some of its power over you. Uh, unfortunately for anyone who was given the birth name of Karen, um, they just have to understand that that just happened to be the joke that we went with. So you started the show really just to talk to your buddy. It sounds like in a way, like what is this show doing that for you guys? How do you feel it's helped you hurt you? How's it affected you? You know, cause on one hand you're like, well, I get to talk to my buddy on the other hand. You're like, ah, now we have the stress of a deadline or, you know, <laughs> things like that. We have a show to do. Yeah. So how has it affected your life? I mean, I know for me, it's a matter of, you know, Chris and I, we now have a reason to be more intentional with spending time together, with checking up on each other, with knowing each other. You know, we've known each other for 10 years and it's just a matter of sometimes when you know each other for a long time, you go six months and you just don't realize, oh man, we haven't, I haven't checked in with Chris. Let me do that. And so now we're intentional. We have a reason to talk to each other basically every day. Mm -hmm. It's been an amazing thing because it's, I think it's helped our friendship mm -hmm. immensely. Definitely. And then individually, I mean, I know at least from my standpoint, I, a big reason it was a podcast for me to cope with my father's loss is actually what uh, started me on this path. And to cope with everything that I was dealing with after that, I couldn't leave the house. And so 
I was trying to think, what can I do from home that can be something I enjoy because I had to quit my job. I had to do everything because I couldn't process being outside. And so I'm, I'm past that now clearly because I've been to festivals and met you and all that. But for me, this has been the thing that's helped me grow. This has been the thing that has helped me understand who I am and how to process who I am and really embrace myself and no longer see myself as weak or see myself as someone in need of constant help or throwing a pity party for myself. I now see that I'm a strong individual with feelings that it's okay to feel. And so for me, it's helped me grow into who I am uh, an immense amount. It's interesting that we hit record during a very painful part of our life. And this has kind of been a recorded history of our process of mourning and grieving, but also like healing. (laughs) And so it's kind of cool in that way. What is incredible about being vulnerable, which is not easy to do, is every time you speak it out loud into existence, it loses a little bit more power it has over you. Some of the pain, the stress, um, and uh, you start just speaking it out and relief. I mean, how many times, Stephen, have we started an episode like really not wanting to record because we were just super anxious. And then as we kind of go throughout, we have relief. We're able to breathe. We don't have as much heaviness on our chest because we've been able, like it's been just as therapeutic for us as it is for anyone else. And then just hearing it's doing the same thing for others is, is not only an added bonus. It's the thing that helps kind of like give us the hope and encouragement to keep going for those days where it's really hard and we don't want to record. <laughs> what have you heard from your audience? Like we talked about how it affected you. Are there any, people or listeners that that stand out feedback that you've gotten from you guys? Absolutely. I think for me, and I, I told some people this at PodFest, the thing that always resonates with me the most, and it's happened six or seven times. Actually, I'm not going to say six or seven times because honestly, I know the exact number. It has happened seven times since we have started this podcast where I run the email accounts and the social media and all of that, and I'll get a message from someone. And on multiple occasions, I've received messages where someone said, I was suicidal. I was thinking about ending my life. And then I found your show. And now I feel like someone understands and I'm not alone. And for me, that is what stands out the most. You know, we have a dedicated group of listeners that they're exchanging phone numbers from across the world just in case the other person needs to talk. They are shipping each other packages. They are shipping us packages. They're becoming best friends, which is what we wanted. And, you know, they always thank us for setting up this environment. And to me, I have that thought of, I didn't build this community. I just gave it a space. You built this community as listeners, as an audience, you built this community and you are what carries it. And without them, we're nothing. And so it's, it's incredible to see these people who are legitimately moved by me just telling them, I know what it's like. I've, I've been to this place. You're not alone. And I don't feel like to me when I say it, it doesn't feel like I'm making a hill of beans difference, you know, but Mm. when I'm hearing back that, Hey, you know, you literally one of those emails had somebody tell me I saved their life. We saved their life. And I had a podcaster who did that for me. 
And so now it's so odd for me to be on the receiving end of that message instead of the emailing end of that message. Did you guys have any idea when you started this that that was going to be like, did you see, oh, well, let's do this and change the world and change people's lives? <laughs> no, <laughs> I know. I know I didn't. We wanted to break down stigma, but I didn't think that we were going to change anybody's life. I just thought that we would maybe help a few people realize that therapy's okay. Medication's okay. <laughs> yeah. The only thing for me that I believed could happen, it is amazing to me how how transformative being honest and vulnerable can be and it's for other people. And what's so interesting to me is, you know, we've talked a few times now in front of, of some podcast groups and I've been really grateful that as we're talking and sharing this, you can feel that the atmosphere in that room feels different. And sure, we may have been the one to start that, but I think it really kind of just shows it's, it's not so much us as it's just powerful to be able to, be honest and open because we live in a space and it's particularly in podcasting, you know, as podcasters, we are supposed to be creating content and we're supposed to create content that's good enough so that people want to listen to it. And then the way we're judged up by that is by how many people listen, how many people give reviews, um, if they're positive, if they're negative. And when we're creating content, we're we're giving the world a piece of us. And that's a super intimate thing to do. And it sucks when people are douchebags about it. And so because of that, you can often feel like you have to be perfect in creating content. Mm -hmm. Everything has to be edited exactly right. Everything has to sound perfect. The quality needs to be amazing. All these things you need to, you can only do a podcast if you have a very specific voice to have that you can speak poetically. And I think the thing that I appreciate about vulnerability, which has helped us. And um, I wanted to have faith that it could do this for others is showing you, especially in a place where so many people in podcasting have that pressure to be perfect is saying that is a fictitious barrier that holds us all down when really all of us are equally as weird. All of us are equally have our quirks. All of us are just as insecure as the other. Every one of us hated middle school, except for those couple kids that were awesome and we were jealous about. And <laughs> believe me, they had a time where eventually they ha felt like middle school too. Like <laughs> the reality is everyone has experienced that and it's time to stop av avoiding that fact and stop trying to pretend like we're all smarter and better than we are. We're, we're all pretty deeply flawed and that's a good thing. We should be reassured by that. You, you guys had mentioned about stigma and the fact that you wanted to help kind of take some of the stigma out of mental health. What, like, what's like some of the biggest stigmas that you're like, ah, oh, they're saying that again. I think the number one stigma that I grew up with is that if you went to therapy, you were crazy. Mm -hmm. If you went to seek um, help, if you went to a psychiatrist, if you got medication, you were crazy. Medication was a crutch. Therapy was a crutch. And there are so many people that still believe this, but it's not true. If I wasn't medicated, I don't know if I'd be here right now because I have an illness the same way someone with diabetes has an illness, the same way someone with heart disease has an illness. And I'll say that because my father had both of them. And the fact of the matter is mental illness can be almost equally as terminal if it's not treated. 20% of people with mental illness at some point will reach a breaking point and attempt 
to end their lives. And so that's one in five. And so people don't always think about the fact that that can happen. And so they always just stack it up to what they see in movies and what they see on television shows as one flew over the cuckoo's nest or something like that showed like, that's what mental illness is, but no mental illness is all sorts of things. It takes many forms. Depression and anxiety are the two most prevalent mental illnesses in the country. And they're real things. Uh, One of the biggest stigmas that I hear is that depression, Oh, well just get over Mm -hmm. it or just stop being sad. Cheer up. Yeah. There was a psychologist who said, Sadness is the common cold. Depression is cancer. Mm. And it's just trying to help people understand that these are legitimate illnesses and not just people trying to throw a pity party, people who just can't deal because that's what everyone thinks. They think it's a weakness or they have a weak personality or they're quote unquote crazy. And it's just not. Yeah. And the only other thing I would add about that is the the biggest uh, stigma around of it is that mental health is not equally as much of a biological illness as everything else is. And, you know, I heard this actually like 19 year old young woman who was so wise when she said this, it's amazing to me that for some reason people don't realize the brain is a part of the body and that organ (laughs) can also get sick. So for some reason I have a flu. You say, why aren't you going to the doctor? You need to take care of this. But if I have a flu in a different or have illness in a different organ, the, the brain is the one organ that for whatever reason, the medicine is get over it. Don't seek help. And I think like that is what at the core of what we're trying to break is of saying, no, your brain is a biological organ and it needs to be able to be cared for just as much as every other one in your body. So, and I think that's the core of what we're trying to get at. Have you ever done something that later you go, eh, we probably should have edited that out? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I've ever said anything on the show that I wasn't comfortable saying to anyone around me. Mm-hmm. And if I have, it's been something that I needed to get comfortable saying. You know, before I started podcasting, I had never told anyone about my suicide attempt. Ten years. I've been married to my wife for three years. We've been together for almost seven, and I never told her. Wow. Yeah, I I just I didn't know what to do. And then Justin Evans from Generation Y asked me to come on his show, The Peripheral, and share my story because I just mentioned offhanded that I had some experience with that. I didn't tell the story, though. And I realized I'm about to go on and tell 40,000 listeners that I tried to kill myself. I should probably tell my wife. And so it's helped push me out of zones like that. And so I'm to the point I'll say anything on a podcast, you know, unless I slipped up and made something that I would deem inappropriate, a joke that I would deem inappropriate, I would cut that out. Some of the things eventually I have shared or will share at some point, but have needed to be able to process it in my own time. Before I kind of share that with everyone else, not because I'm embarrassed to, but just because sometimes I don't know what I think yet, you know, Um, (laughs) I, I still need a little bit of some Chris. Um, space just to be able to kind of process that in my own time. Uh, are you guys doing this full time or is this a hobby or what's the, I don't know if there is such a thing as a part-time podcast. <laughs> Steven, you want to go? If there is such a thing, that would be Christopher Grimmett. <laughs> um, Chris is doing it as well as working a full-time job. 
I work two part-time jobs, but I run most of the, I guess, what would you say, the business side of it? And so for me, this is a full-time gig. Does it pay? No. (laughs) Yeah. We have great supporters on Patreon. They're wonderful. But right now we're just not in a place where it's paying for itself. Yeah. But we're not garnering a lot of profit. And so for me, my wife and I survive on a teacher's salary in the 50th state for teacher pay. (laughs) I had a job that paid well and I walked away from it because I am not going to spend another minute of my life doing something I hate for the almighty dollar. And so I decided I'm doing this. I'm going just all out on it. And if I fail, I fail, but at least I know that I tried doing something that made me happy. And, you know, if we have to eat peanut butter sandwiches one week because money's tight, then we do that, you know, because she's been great in understanding this is my dream. And will I hit it big? Probably not. But am I trying to make a difference and trying to put myself into a position where I can reap as much joy as I can out of my life. Um, yeah. I was going to say, that's the difference. You're, you're reaping more. You're, you're probably more fun to be around when you get <laughs> home than if you were making more money, but you came home and you're like, okay, where's the dog? Yeah, I need to yeah. kick something. <laughs> so not that you can kick your dog, but uh, a lot of our promotion comes from, believe it or not, word of mouth. Uh, we have had listeners that I I cannot describe to you how shocked and like always in awe I am of our listeners because we had a listener post our merch store in our group and say, hey, everybody, I just was on the merch store and noticed that there was a sale, so go ahead and get merch now. And they're posting it on Twitter and they're tweeting out our merch for us. And it's this group of people that are a grassroots movement who are saying, hey, do you need to feel like you're not alone. Do you struggle with any of this? Like, this is a great show. Check it out. Nice. And you mentioned your merch. Who are you using for your merch? TeePublic. We're through TeePublic. Our entire, um, our entire network actually has a shop on TeePublic. And any thumbs up, thumbs down? I love TeePublic. I love the variety that we've gotten there. You know, we used to do merch more independently, had our own artist shop through Threadless. And at the time that was fine. But TeePublic, the shift over there has been great. Their customer service has been great and we can offer more things than we were able to on our last shop. And honestly, I just, I've loved getting to know the people over there. You know, when we went to their booth at PodFest, I sat and talked to Samantha and James for God, I don't even know how long, just about life and things. They're, they're just good folks over there. They've treated us well. Well, Chris, if somebody was thinking of starting a podcast, What would be your advice to somebody who's like, I don't know if I should start a podcast or not? One, from a logistical standpoint, I think it is important to recognize that, you know, we're very fortunate in the fact that our show kind of leans itself to be able to be a little bit more flexible. So we don't have to do nearly the amount of preparation and research time as some other podcasts do. And the things that they do, I mean, one of our dear, um, or some of our dear friends at the History Goes Bump podcast, like I, we stay with them in Orlando and I was like, just joking around saying, how in the world do you do this? Like, I don't understand the amount of time and research that goes in or, or we have friends that do audio dramas that it's the same type of thing, like girl in space or the white vault of just the amount of time they have to take, just know what you're going into and, and make sure that if this is something that you're passionate about, you're going to love it most days. Um, but there are going to be times where 
you know, it's going to be a couple of days before the podcast is supposed to come out and you're just kind of tired and you don't really feel like doing it. And just recognizing that although it takes a lot of time, it, it's worth it. So logistically, I'd say that the other thing I would say is, um, podcasting is in the field of creating art, creating content for people. And because of that, it can be a very vulnerable thing to, uh, create something and let everyone else judge it. So I would encourage people that to, if you have an idea, if you have a vision and a dream, then do it. Uh, I've been overwhelmed by how supportive um, and how receptive the podcast community as a whole has been um, to that. And they really want to help build each other up. And so that's the other type of thing. I, I think even you've said this before, Dave, of just like, you know, if you want to do one, then do it. And uh, it's just a matter of uh, it's not going to be great for a while because that's just the reality of, I mean, that's, it's everything. I mean, think about the first couple of days of any job you've ever had. Have you rarely been good at it? No, you've probably been, uh, you've probably been absolutely horrible and you're glad that someone can't fire you in the first 72 hours. So I would say just from a, from a vision standpoint of if you have a dream to do it, then just do it. Don't fall into the trap of perfection and comparing yourself to others. Use other people's podcasts and their art and craft to inspire you but not prevent you. Steven, you guys are literally like being so vulnerable. Have you had people like saying negative things? And if so, how did you handle it? <laughs> oh, yes. We have gotten some comments. We have been blessed. And who knows, maybe after this airs, it'll change. But we've been blessed to have never gotten a one star on iTunes. We're not part of that club yet. Maybe we're not a real podcast. Uh, oh, hang in there. It's coming, coming, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we've, we've had enough time to prepare now that we're going, all right, well, when it comes, it comes, but on YouTube and via different avenues, we've had some comments, you know, I'm often referred to as the fat host. A lot of people, the biggest complaint we get is they don't like my voice. They don't think I have a good voice for podcasting. Then the worst stuff we ever had was I had somebody telling me after I shared that story that I shared earlier I had someone telling me, you know, drink bleach, uh, you should have killed yourself, all of this stuff. And so you get that sort of vitriol out there. And how did I handle it in the moment? Chris will tell you, I didn't handle it well because I've put myself out. And to quote your episode that I listened to not long ago, I'm dropping trow essentially yeah. in front of all these people and I've put my, and they're coming up and hit you where it counts with a exactly. <laughs> I've put myself out there. I've said all of these things that are super personal, and then they're using them against me. And I didn't handle it well in the moment. It put me in a really bad spot. But I've I've kind of learned to embrace it and realize, you know, the negative voices are so many times drowned out by the positive voices. If we just look at the positive voices. I, I'm sitting in an office surrounded by art that fans have drawn for us and things that people have sent us. And how can I focus on one guy's negative outburst who's probably feeling bad about himself and just wants to take it out on somebody else? How can I focus on that when I'm literally surrounded by all of this joy and encouragement? Yeah. And the, uh, the only other thing I would add to that is that part of the reason why this podcast got started was the traumatic things I was dealing with was to put it mildly, an incredibly toxic work environment. And the thing that I've left from that feeling is it hasn't lost my passion to be transparent and vulnerable because although it's difficult 
to open yourself up for criticism, you know that going in that because you're being honest and sharing that you're weak, that some people are going to be uncomfortable by you being that honest because that makes them have to realize that they're struggling with things too. But I try and be reminded that this show that we're doing is literally all about acknowledging our pain. And usually when people are responding negative to us, it's because that's the way that they're projecting their pain as well. I hope that in some weird sadistic way, if they are saying some of the horrible things they say sometimes to us, that it's a part of the process. So eventually they can be comfortable enough to process stuff themselves because, Hey, don't be a douche. It's not worth it. That should be a shirt that we have. Don't be a douche. It's not worth it. Now our tagline needs to be, is this adulting (laughs) processing our pain? (laughs) Yeah. All right. So everybody, if you want to check this out, the website is, is this adulting pod.com gentlemen. I really do. I, as you just said, thank you so much. I like the show. Keep up the good work. Do you guys feel, I I see, I keep thinking we're done. Do you guys feel courageous when you do that? In the moment? No. (laughs) In the moment. Like for instance, when we recorded (laughs) yesterday, uh, in the moment, I'm just trying to get by. But when you reflect later, when things have gotten better, and then you hear really encouraging responses that someone said, what you said really resonated with me because I was feeling the same thing. I, I, I don't know if it's even courageous as much as it helps it helps validate that what you're doing is worth it. You know? Well, Chris, Steven, thank you so much for coming on the show. Absolutely. Thanks for having us again. Their website is this adulting pod.com. And we talk a lot in the podcasting world about making money podcast monetization. And so many people now are doing this wrong. And by that, I mean, they're focusing on the money before they even record an episode. And the whole crowdfunding thing, the first part of that word is crowd. And you need to come up with a crowd first, and then you figure out how to monetize. And these guys just started off, hey, I want to connect with my best friend and help each other get through some stuff that we got to get through. And now they've created a safe place. Who doesn't want to be safe? a safe place for their community who I love that phrase. You're not alone. Who, who, Oh, that to me just ripped at my heart when I heard that. I'm like, yeah, now we're talking and we focus so much on downloads. We focus so much on monetization and I'm sorry when you have people exchanging phone numbers, when you have people that are gaining true friends, can you really put a price on that? I mean, seriously, that's priceless stuff. When you have people saying I was suicidal, you can't put a price on that. And so that was one of the reasons why I wanted to bring them on the show. Number one, not a huge amount of of thought went into it. Like, hey, let's start a podcast and see what happens. And then I also like the fact that they are not two guys. They do put some, they both come to the table with something to say. I have a topic, you have a topic. It's not just let's turn on the microphone and chat with my buddy. They are putting thought into it. And they're getting results. We heard how it affected them personally. We heard how it affected their audience. And so that's why I wanted to bring them on because it's not a business show. Now, granted, go over to isthisadultingpod.com. Click on the Patreon button. Help support these guys. But I just love the fact that that was not the original idea because I'm seeing that more and more and more where people are trying to launch a podcast based on how to make money 
from like episode one. And that's a whole other podcast. I just did a 15 minute rant about that on Facebook. And I have one more topic that I need to talk about. Dave pops a cork in five, four, three, two. All right, we're going to make this quick. People have been saying, Dave, have you heard about the new Anchor, Anchor 3.0? It's new, it's shiny, it slices, it dices, it even juliennes. Okay. Yes, they're adding more features. Yes, they still make it way too easy to add your show to Apple under their login. Can I say that again? Under their login. And by that, I mean not yours, meaning you do not get to see your Apple stats. And their business model is not a business model. It's 100% free, unlimited hosting and unlimited downloads. That's not a business model. There's a name for companies that use that business model. It's called closed. So I know everybody's like, man, this anchor thing looks cool. It does look cool, but step back from, ooh, it's shiny, it's free, to, is this going to be here in five years? Because my answer is no. They've gone through $15 million already, and they keep revamping it. And my favorite thing is, I don't think, from what I've seen, my opinion, he said, trying to avoid being sued, is I don't think they get it. Like, one of their features is, hey... We'll automatically list you in iTunes and we'll also list you in Overcast and Pocket Cast. And what's sad about this is this is so easy to check. If you go to the Overcast website, if you go to the Pocket Cast website, they say right there that once you're in iTunes, you're automatically in those apps. So that is a feature that's not a feature, which to me makes them look um, somewhat, uh, in my opinion, slimy. When you're like, look, it it does this. And you're like, well, actually, uh, it doesn't do that. The other apps do it automatically. You're taking credit for something that's not yours. And they do say, hey, you can stop. You can stop your stuff from going to other places. But what I found is if you use that feature, it doesn't go into your RSS feed. So it goes nowhere. And I'm waiting for them to answer my email which I will say they have answered previous ones in the past. They will do a 301 redirect, which means if you decide later to move to, I don't know, Libsyn, Blueberry, Spreaker, somebody, that they will, assuming they're not lying, and I have no reason to think that they would, but they will redirect your feed so you can take your audience with you. But And they also say, and we will help you get your show under your Apple ID. To which I go, that shows you don't get podcasting, in my opinion, because no company, no other company on the planet, Spreaker, Libsyn, Blueberry, uh, Awesound, Simplecast, Pinecast, Pinocchiocast, Everywhere a Castcast, no other company is submitting shows to Apple for you. You shouldn't do that. You don't get podcasting. So that's my thought on Anchor. It's free and I'll give them another. Number one, I hope people quit giving them money. I feel they don't get podcasting and I'm not sure, but at times it appears they prey on the uninformed, which is why I threw this in, even though we're already going long. So if you're thinking anchor.fm is the key, I'm here to tell you 
I'll put a link in the show notes, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 607. I did a whole blog post on this with screenshots as to why they're not as cool as you think they are. You suck. All right, last point. I'm going to social media marketing world. Why is that a big deal? Because I know some of you think I'm, quote, the Dave Jackson. And now, the man, the myth, the legend, Dave Jackson. And there's going to be like, who knows, 5,000 people there. And I'm very excited because I'm going to get to see a bunch of people I haven't seen in a long time, like Mike Russell and Paul Culligan and Natalie from Biz Chicks with an X. That's going to be very, very cool. But can I peel the, the, the screen back, the curtain back? Underneath all that, like, Dave Jackson stuff, there's actually a dude that's kind of shy. And I'm going to have to push myself out of my comfort zone, I'm pretty sure. And hope that I can not just talk to the people I know, because that's kind of not what I'm there for. I'm there to expand my brand as well as learn and things like that. But I just want to let you know that in the same way that Chris and Steve kind of started something like, eh, I'm not really sure what's going to happen here. I have a little bit of Christmas Eve kind of jitters. I don't even know that's right, but I'm kind of jittery about this because I know I'm going to have to get out of my comfort zone. I know that sounds weird. I just want to let you know that. Yeah, I have to get out of my comfort zone. And so do you. If we're going to grow as people, we have to get out of our comfort zone. So I'm really looking forward to it next week in a weird kind of way that I'm going to go do something I'm not comfortable with in a way. And I'm sure it's going to be brilliant. I'm sure I'm going to come back pumped up next week. I'll be talking with Glenn, the geek Hebert. I got smart people. That's right. I have a show in the can so next week I won't be going, uh, this is Dave Jackson. I just got back from San Diego when I have no voice. Next week, we're going to be talking with Glenn the Geek Hebert. I will be talking about social media marketing world in two weeks, unless I just come back and can't help myself. But thank you so much for listening. I would love to help you start a podcast. That's what I do. That really is just, we just got done with uh, podcasting in six weeks. And I've now set that up to where you can do that anytime you want. Just go over to schoolofpodcasting.com, click on work with me. We'll talk about that in the future. I don't want to talk about it today, but I, I set up some new packages and I'm really, really looking forward to working with you in whatever capacity you want to work with me. If it's just a membership site, that's cool. You want to work with a year, that's cool. You want to do a 15 minute session and that's it, that's cool. However you want me to work with you, I'm willing to work with you. And I'm really excited about that. So thanks so much for tuning in. Everything we talked about today, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 607. Everything about me that you need, you can find at schoolofpodcasting.com. And until next week, thanks so much for listening. Class is dismissed. Take care and God bless. My 20 plus years of helping people understand technology and I help you manage the mayhem. I help you. I'm making these up. Uh, you're going to, what is it actually really? It's not managing the mayhem. Massage your message. I knew it was something with an M. <laughs> okay. <laughs>